rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Muscle of the Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. All right, buddies. All right, all right, all right. Boy, do we have a special episode for you this week. Because this week, we sit down with one of my new favorite bands, the Shell Corporation. Now, it's rare that, uh, you know, I do a lot of interviews. I'm doing one to two a week now, trying to keep this, this trainer going. And uh, I, I, I'll i be the first one to admit, some of them, I'm a little half-assed. Some of them I, are fucking fantastic. Some of them are great only because the guests are great. This week, I think, is a combination of all of the above. It's half-assed. The guests are great, and I just happen to lucked into it being great. I did the right amount of research. These dudes are about my age. They're actually a little bit older, so we... Uh, cl- uh, you know, come from the same school, the same background, sort of speak. And uh, we really clicked. We really hit it off. And this is probably my favorite interview I've done of the year. Um, I mean, like, man, it, it, it's just great how well we just click together. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this week's episode. I sit down with Jan and Curtis of the Shell Corporation right outside of Legal Pete's here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, for those of you who know, Legal Pete sometimes sponsors the show. Uh, they take really good care of bands. They take really good care of me. They take, they're going to take really great care of you when you stop by and uh, visit them. Uh, South Broadway location, I sometimes work at as well. Um, and it's two blocks away from my house. Great dudes, burritos, buddies, and beer. What more do you need, right, buddies? Um, I, I'm really tired right now, so I'm, I'm hopefully making sense with this. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Death Wish Coffee, for keeping me up and keeping me going this long. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a uh, cashier at a upscale organic-esque uh, let's be honest I'm a cashier at Whole Foods um, that's what I'm doing right now in Denver while looking for more music venue work and uh, so two days ago I, I checked out probably about 600 people throughout the course of my eight hour day 600 people you know how I stay on my feet stay up and stay going I drink coffee all day long Death Wish Coffee is uh, the coffee I've chosen um, the most caffeinated dark roasted blend you can find i don't even think it's a blend the darkest highest caffeine contented black coffee you can find in the world deathwishcoffee.com super caffeinated some say caff coffee this uh caffeinated is irresponsible we like to think of it as revolutionary that's their one of their uh slogans so thank you guys i wouldn't be sitting here standing up or even functioning if it hadn't been for the pot of death wish coffee i had today so thanks to those guys uh check out deathwishcoffee.com um it really does make my days of going hey did you find everything all right hey these gluten-free cookies are so delicious aren't they hey uh what do you think about this vegan thingamabob so thank you death wish coffee so and again um so shell corporation they just finished their tour they're about to head out on tour again they're going to be back in denver in may uh check them out i'm going to go ahead and just quit rambling and get straight into the episode we're going to kick off this episode with a new song off their newest album, Mandrake, which is out now on Solidary Records and Paper and Plastic. And uh, we're good. they just released a video for the song. It's one of my favorites on the record. It's called Maguire. Maguire. Sorry, guys. Maguire's Plea. It's off Mandrake. This is the Shell Corporation. Let's take a listen. Ooh. Victim. I explode 
So, Jan. It's Jan? It is Jan. Not Jan. It is not Jan. It's Jan. How often do you get called Jan? Uh, well, pretty often by people who don't know me. But that's how I can separate out, like, uh, telemarketers. Right. And bill collectors. <laughs> What's, like, uh, earlier, uh, is it Steve, your guitar player? Curtis? Curtis? No. Who did I talk to? Is there a guy in your band? Sean. Bass player. Sean. Now I feel like an asshole because me and him had a long, meaningful talk. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you should come sit down and... I do this interview with me and uh, Jan. He goes, no, you mean Jan. I go, yeah, thanks for letting me know that. He's like, he likes to do all the talking. I don't like to do any of it. And then we talked for like half an hour. And right. It felt like an interview. But it felt like two buds getting to know each other, which is what I try to do that's, with the show. That's exactly how Sean is. He's a yeah. cool dude. I, I liked him a lot. And I promised him Death Witch Coffee. Uh, so maybe I should I remind you. We may have actually tried some of that uh. in um, St. Louis. He was talking is it like the super high octane yes. coffee? Yeah, it, we definitely tried some of that in St. Louis. He was telling me he was too afraid to try. Oh, oh that was it. We looked at it and then we all pushed out. Yeah, uh, I have a huge bag of it at home, and I'm like, I drink a pot of it a day, and Oof. I mean, I'm still rambling my ass off right now, and it's been like five hours since I've had any. Yeah. But I'll give you guys a bag of it if you want some. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, sure, okay. You know, you I might mean, end up always in drugs. So. You might end up in some shitty hotel and be like, <laughs> "I need some fucking coffee." Yeah, this coffee sucks. Oh, hey, that Damien dude, uh, the guy missing his both his front teeth, gave me some coffee in Denver. It's probably stale by now, but let's fucking let's drink it. Brew it up, coffee. <laughs> um, so I saw you guys play right now for the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, about. What, three hours ago, um, I've been following you guys for a long time. Though. Okay, uh, Ross, Ross Hostage from uh, Ross uh, Helter. Yeah, Ross Sausage. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, promoting you guys for a long time. I apologize. I've only been in Denver for six months. That's right. No, it's Ross Hostage, but for, to us, he's Ross Sausage. Wh- which yeah. makes sense. Ross Sausage. Definitely. So you. here's Curtis joining us. Curtis, you want to hang out and do an interview with us? Yeah. Would you? Oh, I thought you were going to say Coke. Uh, but yeah, interview's, <laughs> interview's fine, too. Interview's fine. Inter- 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 <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, hey. Um, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. No, no, it'll be fun. It's good. It's good conversation starting. Um, so you guys are from Burbank. Yes. The band is from Burbank. Which is not L.A. Which is not right, L.A. Right, it's correct. L.A. County, but I, apparently it's not L.A. And then I live in Berkeley. Oh, wow. You live a way away. Right. Well, he lived... Near us. Yeah, when we started the band, I was in Sherman Oaks. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, so, uh, uh, long story short, I moved to Colorado from Louisiana with a band who moved to L.A. and eventually, they moved to Long Beach, and I think when they finally broke up, it was in Burbank. Mm -hmm. They're a band called Raised Under Reagan. Remember them at all? That sounds really familiar. Well, they, uh, they they remind me a lot of you guys. Um, the lead singer passed away, and they recruited. Oh, wow. Like they went through a uh, cavalcade of members until uh, these two guys that were in the band. Um, they ended up splitting off from that band and starting DC Fallout. Oh, that's why I know them. Yeah. Okay, so extremely yeah, good DC Fallout. Yeah, they're a bunch of homies. And a fantastic but, yeah. band. But I, I I don't know the DC Fallout guys. I knew the Raisin and Reagan guys because okay. I grew up with them in some sort of weird uh, ways. But um, didn't they just come through here, Denver? I, I DC think so. Fallout? I missed them. I, I went and saw the did. slow death instead. They've been like five or six days ahead of us on this tour yeah. at all these venues we've been playing. They've been leaving us love notes written oh. on the in, inside of bathroom doors and places. <laughs> if you can call them love notes, yeah, love notes. <laughs> Things like Shell Corp blows goats. We have proof. Yeah, yeah. Those That's guys are amazing. Sweet. But uh, the Race Under Reagan guys, they both, they all ended up in different 
situation. There's only one of them in uh, L.A. right now still. But you guys remind me so much of what they wanted to be that it's it's like a throwback Friday or flashback Friday watching you guys play because it's kind of like the music you guys play or what they wanted to play. They didn't quite get there, but they were close. So anyway, it's like such a nice, like refreshing, like oh, I love it. Well, we were raised under Reagan. Yeah, were I mean, you? it really. Were you? Yeah, were we you were definitely pretty, were. It's right. definitely when I grew that, up. We were it, graduates of the Dare program. Oh, both I, of us. Yeah, a lot of yeah. fat, a lot of good that did. I, I was actually one of the few that listened in that class until I hit twenty-two. Oh, really? I was about eighteen. I was straight edge till I was. Well, I did my first shot at nineteen, mm-hmm. but then I didn't really start drinking. I, I got drunk on my 21st birthday because that's what you do, but I didn't start drinking until I was 22. Sure. All right. That's when it, it became a lifestyle choice. <laughs> yeah. Here I am, 32, and I don't... It's like, wait a minute. I got to remind myself I'm not 22, but at the same time, at 22, I wasn't as cool as I am now. Right. It's weird, but you can't <sighs> hang as much as you could when you were 22. Right. But yeah, I didn't do I anything it's at 22. Uh, so, uh, you guys, we're all about the same age. I'm Like I say, I'm 32. You're what, 33? 24. No, I'm just kidding. 33. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I Facebook stalked you a little bit. I didn't Facebook stalk you at all. I am 34. Oh, oh shit. Goddamn. So, uh, one of the things I like to talk about on this internet radio show podcast thing I do is our origin stories. So, since we're all in the same, like, big age range, I'm... I came from a uterus. Really? I did, did you? Yeah, I certainly did. Uh, whose? My parents My mother's. What was her name? Carolyn. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's Fantastic. that's my origin story. Well, well. So I like to go back and like uh, this all goes back. The first episode I did of this, I asked Chuck Reagan. It's like, what is your first musical memory? And he told me this great story. What was your first musical memory? Uh, when I was a very young child, these my parents used to play classical music on weekend mornings when the whole family would have breakfast. And so I didn't know it was classical music. I was like two, but I called it breakfast music. So for my entire youth. I was into classical, like Mozart and all that stuff, but I called it breakfast music. So, like, Dad put on breakfast music. <laughs> so that's my earliest musical memory. I like that. That's beautiful. How about yourself? Um, my dad likes to tell a story about me that... My dad's still in bands to this day. He And his band is f- fucking fantastic. They're an amazing cover band. And they play all the fucking time, and it makes us look like shit. Um, they, my dad has this... This story he loves to tell about me that he used to put guitars around my, my room and he would put drums around and he would play me Beatles songs and he was like determined to get me into music and I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, Dad, that is crap. I don't give it. I just want to play with, with my Ninja Turtles and I just want to go throw a ball and kick something and sword fight. And then one day, I, and I was like, your, your, your whole guitar thing is lame. And then one day I heard Nirvana, and then I came back and I was like, Dad, this is amazing. You have to show me how to play guitar. And he was just like, fine, whatever. I've been trying to do this your whole life. Fine. Nirvana did it, whatever. Uh, I don't think I've actually talked about this on the show, this internet radio show thing. I don't know why I'm talking about it like that. Um, The first song my dad tried to teach me on guitar, I think I was like eight or nine years old, he tried to teach me Beach Boys Kokomo. <laughs> right, but my hands were too small to figure out how to play yeah. the chord. Sure. So he was There's like, a "G well, in there, that's a tough one." He's like, "We'll come back in a couple of years and we'll do this." But my hands never grew. I still have very small lady-like hands. Um, I'm right there with you. It's, it's well, all on the wrist, though. Yeah, well, I didn't. I was fucking eight or nine. And my dad was a quitter. 
taught me how to be a quitter. That's why I don't play instruments and I interview bands. I'm too lazy to type them up, so I just throw them up as an MP3. Um, but so let me ask you guys. You mentioned Ninja Turtles. What my first cassette that I remember purchasing was the Ninja Turtles soundtrack. Oh, what was your good. first cassette? Yeah. Oh, go God. Ninja, go, yeah, yeah, we're, go. Well, that was I actually, I oh, actually know right. what my first cassette was. I and, know, uh, I know what mine was. It's uh, CNC Obi-Wan. Music Factory. Yes! It's, it's okay. <laughs> yes! It's CNC wait, Music Factory. Wait, are we going with first cassette I owned or first cassette I bought with my own money? Oh, yeah. I was thinking, Let's like, go what, with both. I, Okay, the first one I owned was uh, my brother and I got uh, Top Gun soundtrack. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing embarrassing about that. And I still <laughs> no, celebrate that good. entire record front to back <laughs> to this day. I, I start singing the next song before it even begins, you know, with the gap in between songs. I was into records. I had the Star Wars record. Nice. The, just the literal, like, just the, just uh, the symphonic Wars. Star Williams. Wars. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was, I wore the shit out of that thing way before I got into bands. Great. And that was way before you discovered Nirvana, honestly. Yeah, way before. Yeah. Like, I, I gave a shit about Star Wars way before I could give two fucks about a guitar player. I think I think I I was late in life coming to Star Wars. I think I discovered Star Trek first, which is probably why I'm more of a Trekker All right. than That's a Star Wars guy. Too, but, I, I mean, I like them. Star Trek was what the babysitters watched. Yeah. Star Wars is what I was into. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, do you remember, what was your first purchase? Or that gets hazy. Probably Metallica Black. I, yeah. I think so. I think because I don't think I had any the wherewithal or the money to actually go to a record store until I was yeah. in sixth grade, maybe. Fair enough. Yeah. And I went to Tower Records, and I believe Metallica was. You know, it might have been Use Your Illusion too, actually. Now that I think oh. about it, I, I or bought a single from that record. Yeah. yeah. I bought both of those from a pawn shop for five bucks each because it was like, oh my god, CDs for five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember my first. Yeah. I don't remember my first purchase, but a buddy of mine who actually has played drums for us on a couple tours, my first best friend, this guy named Matt, he bought me when I was for my tenth birthday. He bought me Metallica, Master of Puppets, and I and I was like, "Hey, that's awesome! Thanks for the present, buddy." And then he put it in. I, I brought it home and I looked I was like that's crazy and I put it in the back of the stuff and then eventually I, I put it in I was like this is the scariest shit I've ever heard I want nothing to do with this and then I and then I went back like two years later and I was like this is the greatest thing of all time what have I been missing yeah right this is the greatest album I've ever heard <laughs> so, sometimes you just gotta sleep on something before it hits you absolutely yeah um, so you guys love of music when did that translate into discovering punk rock you mentioned Nirvana that's kind of discovered punk rock that was the gateway drug not quite I mean for me so to just my listeners are tired of listening to these stories but to give you guys an example of um, I was a BMX kid alright I couldn't skateboard couldn't hold my balance because I was a fat kid I'm still kind of a fat kid Uh, I was a rollerblade kid man you don't gotta be embarrassed (laughs) holy shit that's way more you gotta be embarrassed Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> couldn't skateboard, so, but I could roll like I a motherfucker. I could roll like a motherfucker. <laughs> and it wasn't for me. It wasn't the videos. It was I saw this ad in Ride BMX magazine or maybe BMX Plus, one of them, and it was like twenty nine songs for three ninety nine. And I went out and I bought Punkarama two. Oh yeah, 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 good one for sure. I lost it all, and, and I'm actually skipping the story when I discovered Goldfinger. Oh, but I got a Goldfinger story. That, that, that's yeah. that's in there too somewhere, yeah. but uh, but still, but I I find that when I bring up the BMX and the BMX yeah. videos and whatnot, that brings apart, uh, and especially because we're all in the same age group. Well, we yeah. were the same age. I mean, we're the same age, and we were, we were friends when we were like eleven. Yeah, 
So, but then we lost touch, and then we got back together, both liking Propagandi. So I don't remember. Right. Well, I remember getting into punk rock. It was Nirvana, and then Green Day. Yeah. yeah. And then some friend's older brother was like, "That Green Day stuff is pretty gay. You should listen to the Dead Kennedys and the Circle Jerks." <laughs> And the Misfits and Black Flag and like all these older bands because he's an older dude and those are the bands he was into, and so I'm like, all right. So I went to the record store and I just like picked a Dead Kennedys record at random, and listened to it. I'm like, yeah, mind blown. Okay, wow, this is pretty rad. And then that was all downhill from there. <laughs> my uh, my aunt actually had, she she did uh, nails. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the proper term for that is, like esthetician or something. Or I don't think I don't, they're pedicurist. Pedicurist. Yeah, sure. Manicurist. Pedophiliast. I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> But uh, she did nails for the Gerwitz family, and really? uh, and she was like, "Hey, I do the I do the nails of this whole family, and they have this son who's in this band Bad Religion, who and I'd never heard of Bad Religion, and I was like a, like twelve or something, and they're like, do you want me to get some like stuff from his band?' And I was like. I don't know. Sure, CNC Music Factory is currently my jam, but, but, but you know, whatever. I'm up and, for anything. Uh, and then I got this, sh- like he, I got like a care package from Epitaph. Uh, it was like an, ep- it was like an Epitaph shirt signed by Brett Gerwitz and a, and a copy of Recipe for Hate and Generator and uh, oh, and, and something else. That's and I was, awesome. I listened. I was like, because I just got Nirvana actually, and I was like, holy goddamn shit. <laughs> and I was like, and then from then on, Bad Religion was just like my favorite fucking thing of all time. Yeah. And I, I actually spoke to Brett Gerwitz years, years later, and the conversation was very similar. It was like, I was in a different band that I was trying to get on Epitaph, and uh, what band was that? I don't even want to mention that. Come on, man! Come on, come on! on. It rhymes with the Swilhelm Swim. And um, you were in that. I don't want to. That's not. And um, story. Short period of time. And uh, but then I but Brett Kerwitz gave me a call, and I answered this call in the middle of the night at like a Seven Eleven, and he goes, "Um, "My mom told me to call you." I've interviewed you before. <laughs> Just dawned on me. Okay, cool. <laughs> and he was like, my mom told me to call you because your aunt knows her. And uh, so you guys are in a band. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, uh, we would really love to be on Epitaph. And he was like, we're not really doing that stuff right now. Granted, now they are. But, but at yeah. the time, they were like, nah, that's not really what we're into. And I was like, well, cool. Thank your mom for making your call me. It's <laughs> <laughs> very cute. I interviewed you once at the uh, parking lot of uh, the Black Sheep in Colorado Springs, except I don't think it was the Black Sheep Industrial Nation or the Dark Side in Colorado Springs. But we met uh, probably, once upon a yeah, time. So. Your nickname was Cobra. Uh, I do remain. All right. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, okay, really? Yeah, right, yeah. Cobra, huh? Well, because the double S. Uh, sorry, sorry to bring that up. Sorry no, that no, up. no, no, no. Very you know clever. It's totally fine. Like I'm not right. like it's not something I want to like hide. I just uh, it's not my place to bring it up. Yeah, it's how bizarre a small world. Yeah, totally right. God damn, I'm gonna send you the link <laughs> to that interview we did. Totally oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually one of the first uh, interviews I trans. I was like, I still have this on cassette tape. Let's throw it up as an MP3. I'm gonna start a podcast. And people yeah. went, oh, hey, you're actually pretty good at this. You should do a whole internet radio show thing. <laughs> They're just blowing smoke. Man. Oh, of course they were. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I know that now. Um, oh, funny. God, what were we talking about? Uh, so how do you guys pick up your first instruments? Uh, well, uh, my dad played guitar. His dad played guitar. It was just kind of a natural yeah, thing. My, my dad was always playing guitar and yeah. singing. So 
And then and we then, had the same and then, and then when, yeah, Nirvana hit, and I'm like, I want to do that. Dad, teach me that. And so that was kind of it. You guys aren't from California, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, we, I grew born up in raised. Thousand Oaks and Santa Barbara. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I was born in Massachusetts. My parents grew fucked up there. But I you, mean, it's not you, like I had a choice. You grew up. <laughs> you guys grew up in California. That's, that's one of those weird, like, well, you know. You know what? You I there. do appreciate... And, and, and at the time, I didn't realize what it was, right. and I wish I did, but uh, I, I now appreciate what an amazing scene we had in the 90s. Truly. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, every weekend, it was two and three shows of some legendary shit, and at the time, you're just like, you just take it for granted. Yeah, because like, oh, you don't know. Yeah. Not like you don't know that no one Virginia, else has you know? this many bands playing that are fucking amazing, like seeing Lagwagon right. and fucking, like... If yeah, I if I had a tiny club all the same weekend, whatever, like, right. oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up. You in, just think that's normal, and now I look back, I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. I grew up in North Louisiana, and it, I've been here for 12 years, and it's like, holy shit, this band is playing down the street, and everybody's like, yeah, whatever. But even after 12 years, I'm like, this band is playing right down the fucking <laughs> yeah. street. Let's fucking go. <laughs> so that's that's something that's never left me. Uh, was there a point for you guys where you this lifestyle took a hold of you and never let go? I would say it was on our first tour in 1998. Yeah, yeah. What band was that? The Veteran Flashbacks. Ooh, that one I didn't find in my research. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. you probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess probably not. You know, um, we weren't bad, though. We weren't. We, we, weren't uh, we were 18. It was We had no idea what the hell we were doing, and we just got a, we got a, a van, and we booked a two- or three-week tour. And and if it, the funny thing is, is if we had gone through as much bullshit as we did on that tour oh, Jesus. now, right. we'd be like, what the fuck? This is the worst tour ever. But at the time, we were 18, and we were like, we're on tour. Yeah. Like, like, and they're like, van's broken down. Awesome. Van's Oh, fuck yeah! Adventure like, time. You you get no money for tonight. We're like fuck yeah! <laughs> We're on tour. It was yeah, like you know was, like it was it was pretty. Uh, now we'd be dis- a little. Di- I mean whatever. It's just still bullshit wall to wall. But, but th- that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's when the bug caught. That's when yeah. I realized that oh wow yeah road life I could totally do this. So did you want to be anything? before like did you want to have a real job oh I, I gave up music for years i went to college really yeah. did you go to co- geology right uh no uh no. history i was a geology minor no um, on facebook it says geology Sorry. yeah because i, I like you. the geology department way better than the history <laughs> uh, department. my buddy that was sitting over there he's a geology kind of dude um, but anyway yeah i went to college and i didn't play i didn't really even pick up a guitar for like four years and then uh then just kind of slowly got back into it, I guess, and then uh, moved away for time to West Virginia, and that's that was that's when I realized that I needed music and I needed to be back in California, and these were non-negotiable in my life. So then I came back, and yeah, one thing led to another, and we started the band. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about the long and the short. One. So uh, the Shell Corporation came out of uh, your old band, Majority Loss. Huh. That one came up in my research, breaking yeah. up. You guys got this up and running in no time. What was the urgency? We had a tour booked. Yeah, well, actually, that was exactly the urgency. We, me and Jan wanted to tour. That was our whole fucking thing, man. And since we were kids, we just wanted to tour. We just wanted to play in lots of different places. And, and it was that's the fucking funnest thing in the world to do. And uh, the other guys just didn't want to tour. And we had a European tour booked. Wow, European? Yeah. yeah. And we were like, we're fucking going. And they were like... Eh, we're not yeah. and so we said well we're just going to create a band yeah so we're like alright well we're done with this and then uh, I called the booker I'm like hey bad news majority lost can't do the tour 
good news, I have a new band. <laughs> it doesn't like, exist yet. What is this new band? I, I see nothing. I have no music. And we're like, uh, give me to Wednesday. And uh, yeah, I mean, we yeah. scrambled. We made a website, Facebook presence. We recorded two or three songs. Three songs, yeah. In like four days and made it look like we were actually a legitimate band. The first, we the first totally record weren't. is written and recorded in under a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it was just such urgency. We spent... We just didn't sleep and just drank a bunch of whiskey and wrote a shit ton of songs. and Pretty much. We just didn't second guess anything, which I kind of wish we would have. But, you know. <laughs> um, but the immediacy is But it was cool for our first good. record. It just was like there was no thought went into it at all. It was just like we have to get on this tour. They, they booked it. We cannot say no. We cannot fucking welch on this. We yeah. have to do it. Yeah. And it's gonna be fucking fun, and it was. It was a fucking. We didn't blast. have a drummer. It was like a, a scramble to find a drummer even to do the <laughs> yeah. tour. Yeah. So we just it's fucking like, made it happen, get? and then it created. And that was kind of the, the joke of the Shell Corporation is the, the Shell Corporation is a, a fake company, yeah. and it was a fake band when we started. Yeah, it was totally a sham. It was just a sham <laughs> that we were just pulling the wool over a bunch of promoters and Germanies, you know. <laughs> and then it turned into a real band because after we finished that tour, we we're like, "Whoa, that was super fun. Let's just keep doing this." Thank you for uh, not letting me ask that question. <laughs> I, I hate asking those questions. Like, where's the name come from? Because it's so juvenile, and you just explained it for me. But well, seriously, like, that's where the next question was going. Like, yeah. how do you fucking come up with a name that quickly? Because it was a shame. Well, I mean, it really. It was Propagandi. It was Propagandi. Right? All right. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> let's, I did let's a cover honest. of a Propagandi song, and I needed a name for the project, I guess, of the acoustic thing that I was doing. And, um, uh, yeah, they had that message from the Shell Corporation, and I thought about it for about a second. I'm like, oh, that's a great name for a band. That's yeah, like, and he had that's those That's a songs. triple entendre. That's, that doesn't and we, come along. we were in such a hurry that I just said, no, no, we're using that name. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> like, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Let's just go. Let's, let's go, not go, argue go, about go, go, this. Go. Let's just do that. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's still working to this day. Like yeah. Oh, it, well, I can't change it now. This so. is it, the, my favorite band I've ever been in. Like, and, and I'm, I'm happy. That's my favorite name I've ever, we've ever yeah. had. And, yeah. and it was all because we just stu- didn't care. Yeah, pretty much. It was just like and, kick it out the dope. And, and, now and, we uh, try. Now we try. Which now is we're now we're actually putting an effort, which might not be a good thing. So, <laughs> oh, no, it's great. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't make it hard when you're doing research. You type in Shell Corporation interview into Google. Mm. Yeah, everything except for your band pops up, and then sure. you go Yawn, J A N, and then a couple things pop up here. And there, right. But. Well, that's the ro- to be fair, they're the Royal Dutch Shell Corporation, the gas company. So. Yeah, right. Royal right. No, no, the Royal Dutch Shell Company. Company, not, not even corporation. corporation. Um. So, did you play guitar in the band? Because tonight, when I, I I assumed that you would be playing guitar tonight. You were tonight. You're just an jumping exceptionally well researched interviewer. I have to commend you on that. Yeah, I only did about. Oh, okay, I did about three hours worth. That's, but I've been listening to records over and over and over. Exceptionally well yeah. researched. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy that you haven't asked what our influences are because I'm so sick of that. Oh no, that's I mean because it's, it's obvious because it's real <laughs> obvious anyway. But um, yes, I used to play guitar in the band when this we started. When yeah. we started the band, I I was a guitar. I am a guitar player, and uh, and uh, at some point I did on um, one tour. Well, we okay. So <laughs> so when we started the band, we had no. Like, a lot of bands take time to, like, figure their shit out and, like, get a sound and be like, this is what we do. This is our dynamic. Uh, we just, we just surpassed, we just ran right past that and said, whatever happens just happens. And so we were both guitar players, so naturally, you play guitar. And that's how we started. And then one night, you were playing Hope with our buddies, The Mighty Fine. Yeah, I, 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 they asked me to sing it because I didn't know the words. And, uh, so. and he ran around like a fucking maniac. And me and Sean looked at each other and said, 
oh, that's that's what we got to do. Because <laughs> I mean, I we all grew up on like Dead Kennedys and yeah, Dead Religion right? and and Descendants, like shit with frontmen who were like, like just fucking yelled at you. And as much as I loved the the, the guitar rock bands, like. When you see somebody who just fucking looks at you and yells at you with a fucking microphone, there's a little, like, there's just something there. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I fucking love it. I get it. And get we it. saw Jan do that when he played Hope, and we were like, oh, we are changing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is, that's what we're doing. So they kind of approach me, you know, like, digging their toe into the ground <laughs> and like, hey, would it be cool if um, maybe you didn't play guitar on some of the songs and you just sang? I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then we, yeah, and then <laughs> we. Less shit to put in the van. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then we did it little by little, and uh, Yon grew into it as a as a thing, and it just became way, way better. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss playing guitar? Sometimes. Yeah. But I really enjoy just being a front man. Just jumping around. There's a lot of perks to that. So, so I, I'm a really bad bass player. Um, I'm a pretty, and, and this is just me, myself, blowing smoke up my ass I'm a pretty good singer mm-hmm. what advice do you have for people who just want to be a main front man and not because I think I'd feel too naked I want to have that fucking instrument no matter how bad I am at playing it sing all well like anything else sing all the time practice all the time yeah, yeah. that's that's it I didn't get good at it until we'd already played 150 <laughs> shows literally um, so yeah, sing all the time. It's a muscle. You got to exercise it, and it takes a long time to develop it. And uh, it takes a long time to figure out, especially playing shows, like how to breathe and how to sing and how to protect your voice, but at the same time project. And there's a lot of technique that I think can't really be taught. You just kind of got to sort it out by doing the wrong thing and hurting yourself <laughs> and then figuring, oh, well, I won't do that tonight. So And it's um, playing a lot of fucking shows. Yeah. Like, it, it's just... It, not just the singing part, but just the frontman part. It's like a, not a trial and error necessarily, but it's like a learning about yourself thing. Like everyone's a different, yeah. everyone's a different entity, and every I feel like everyone has to go through this process of figuring out, okay, what am, what is me distilled into a thing that people like relate to. That's absolutely true. And it takes a while to figure that out for anybody. Yeah, because when I first became a frontman, I, I felt you know I didn't have a guitar, so I felt like I had to make up for that and I think I was there was too much going on and it took a long time for me to and a lot of some people that I'd really trusted coming up and saying look you can just like calm it down a bit <laughs> you know you're not voice that's fire <laughs> you got a different vibe going on just like pace yeah, you pace, gotta figure out who you pace are. own the stage and pace and then who, who do you look at to uh, who's your spiritual guide to find that pace um well Freddie Mercury <laughs> really yeah, of awesome. course, man. That guy owned the stage. I mean, I love that. But um, I have to say that the best advice I ever got from a peer was uh, Ed from Uncommon Men from Mars, and now not scientists. And uh, and he just has a he's got a really good stage presence and a really good he really owns that. And he's he's got a great pace on stage and a great banter and just a, a very comfortable way of being. And and through a conversation with him, it was kind of like the aha moment. Like, yeah. oh, okay, all right, all right, I get it. I totally get it. And so from that was the point where I'm like, okay, I, I think I'm getting the hang of this thing. 
this front man thing. Yeah. So we did great tonight. Well, I mean, you. you played a burrito joint here in Denver. Yeah, awesome. And yeah, people it was, loved it. Yeah. <laughs> fun, man. I yeah. don't know. It's weird, but it's fun. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> they built this place from the ground up to be a music venue, and I'm just kind of like, I wish you put the stage at the other end of the room. But other than that, I, I love this place. I live two blocks away, and I run sound here every once in a while. So um, I feel really bad, but I'm going to pee on the side of the wall. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, I'll skip that question. Let's see. So you write all the lyrics. I do. Most of the lyrics. Curtis writes the occasional lyrics. Oh, does he? Yep. Well, uh, where's he going? I write all the good ones. Well, so I was, I was going to ask. Like, I, I don't read lyric sheets just because I don't listen to music that way. Sure. Can you write a song not pissed off? Because it seems like all your songs are pissed off. That's absolutely not true. Obviously, you haven't listened to all the songs. Obviously, I haven't. There's, uh, well, I picked them up on a different bag. Um, there are a lot I am angry about a lot of things, and it's punk rock, so that is a, it's an easy way to write, you know, especially yeah. when you're playing loud and fast. You kind of, it lends itself to singing about angry things, but there's, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of other emotions, especially on the new record, I think. Yeah. Well, even on the first one. I've listened to it a lot, but I, I don't, I just right. let it, I just right. listen. Um, so I, I miss things, which is... Yeah, I mean, the main thing about me is that I'm, I'm definitely a frustrated optimist, you know. I, I love to, to believe the best in people and trust and, and, and believe the thing, everything is going to be all right. But it's tempered by the fact that intellectually I know that things are kind of fucked. So it's that, that, that weird pull. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not angry all the time. Oh, that's good. I mean, obviously, those are only the ones right we play live because they, yeah. they're the best ones live. Right. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed the acoustic song at the end of the new record, A Perfect World. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, right. That's a happy song. And uh, like I said, I didn't read the lyrics. <laughs> I just fucking listened. Like I just listened to it like ten times while I'm fucking like fucking around on Facebook mm. and thinking like, what should I ask this band? <laughs> Let's ask him. Yeah. You know, um so uh, I read that Punk News liked the new record. They did. Punk rock kids, just in general, seem to like what you guys are doing. Seem that way. Um, I, not, I, hopefully this doesn't sound like a dickhead, but like the propagandi, prop, propagandi, the propagandi bad religion kind of stuff isn't what's necessarily selling right now. No. But that's what you guys are doing. And yeah. you guys seem to be doing but pretty well at it. Here's my, here's my theory about that. No, no. Because we, th- trust me, we think about this a lot. <laughs> when I got into punk, um, Bad Religion had put out Recipe for Hate. So they were popular, but there was a time, what, like, when they put out Suffer, and right. we are not putting out Suffer. I am not by any stretch of imagination right, right, right. saying that we have just put out Suffer. We have not. <laughs> well, they didn't know they put out Suffer when they put it out, so there you go. <laughs> I'm just saying, punk wasn't popular. Um, and I, I've heard, I've read interviews with other bands in the past where they were talking about how, like, um, when we were starting, no one gave a shit about this stuff. We just did it because that was what we fucking right. liked, and well, fuck it. That's exactly it. We don't, and, we don't really care what's well, popular right. because I can't really write anything. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I and could, but I wouldn't really believe it. So. I, I, I think for us, it's like we're just playing, like, if we... We're just playing what sounds good to us, yeah, and, yeah. We're, and and we're not. We have. There's never been a thought of like, let's try to do something. It's right, just like right. this is the songs we tend to write, and it just fucking sounds like that. <laughs> what? what and then the, we like, we just grew up idolizing those bands. Yeah. So what would our favorite band sound like? Well, kind of. Yeah, like, like I band. love Descendants, yeah. but even <laughs> Descendants didn't have their day until later on. And I, but when they're around, they're fucking amazing. Like, yeah. 
Well, and, and I don't mean any disrespect in that. It's no, just no, it's just uh, it, none at like, all. My, my old roommates were in a ska band, and they plugged along long after. And I'm like, if you guys just stick with it, you'll be the next for another like 18 well, years. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm really, really hoping <laughs> yeah. that um, the cycle continues in the same way it did. Yeah. And that we're in like 1989, yeah. 1990. Well, you guys are. And doing... that Nirvana's gonna, the next is gonna come along, and that's gonna be fucking amazing. Because every band to me right now that's coming out new sounds like Nirvana. Oh, yeah. Like all these, uh, and they're fucking rad. What was the band, Daylight or something we listened to the other day? It was yeah. fucking awesome. It sounded like Nirvana. Which means our shit's right behind it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so all we got to do is stay so All we got to do is just stick around for like two more years and wait for our shit to be popular again. And, and we'll you, be fucking stoked. And you guys are doing it because like the most important thing for you guys to be doing right now is touring. Yeah, and you guys are torn like crazy. You played yeah. a fucking burrito shop tonight. You probably did pretty well tonight. We did. We did. It was we a did fucking awesome yeah. show. Yeah, so and goddamn it, th- that band that played with us, okay, all the shit. Yeah. And and they're they're one of those bands that are going to be like when the ska thing picks back well, up, the which they're, is right on the heels, which is right after right the bad up. religion thing. Yeah. And <laughs> they'll be the skank and pickle of their day because they're great. <laughs> yeah, they're, I mean, Jesus, but by they that, can entertain a crowd. Yeah, they're 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 really good, man. So yeah, we don't. As much as, like, I'd love to say that we're too cool to think about that kind of shit, but of course we have 20 no. hours in a band to <laughs> right. fucking do nothing but hypothesize about when punk gets popular again. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think music is secular. I kind of see the glimmer of it right now. I, I think honestly, you guys are, though. Like, th- and that's why I bring it up. It's because it kind of seems like one of those things. It's like, fuck, we're beating this dead horse. Oh, wait. There's that light. And I think... and Well, there is that light, and that's it's been really refreshing on these last few tours especially since the new record came out and and, and uh, we've been back to these places you know four or five times now that it's that every time we go back it's better and that's 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 a real positive incentive to keep on keeping on yeah and, and speaking of the new record it's mandrake mm-hmm. it's out on solidarity and paper and plastic yes um was it a hard choice to go to paper and plastic to help release this no, not at all I mean, I know a lot of bands, and I'm not talking shit about the paper and plastic dudes. I know they've had some issues with other bands not being happy with them. Um, what was was it a hard choice for you guys to go with them? You already said no, so I don't even know why no, I fucking asked that question. Not at all. Maybe just like, let me just shut up. And he just like he he was just a, he just would write us and be like, "Hey, man, I'm fucking into what you're doing." Yeah. And so when we had the new record done, we sent it to him, and. He was into it. No. <laughs> it was like, well, that was that. I, mean, I mean, we grew up loving Listen Jake. Yeah, so me too. There's really, yeah. there wasn't really much discussion about it. We yeah. didn't really approach labels and stuff. That was basically as much yeah. thought as went into it. Uh, what does it feel like to unleash something like that, a new record, onto the world? Uh, well, I, I am very happy with this new record. I'm, I'm really happy with the way it came out. It's, I mean, it's cliche to say, but it's definitely our best work to date. Yeah. I mean, if you don't say that, really, what's the point of going on as a band? Because if you release a record that you're like, yeah, it's not as good as our last one, then who cares? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and the response so far to the new one is, has been great. But the and punk news guys liked it. That's a yeah, good sign. Dying scene loved Fuck, it. Thank God. You know, like, <laughs> you know, there's, it's been, I haven't seen a shitty review yet. I'm sure they will come, but I have not seen yeah. one yet. So, um, it's all Just been... Don't read the comments, but... You whatever. know, the, they we've, we've, been, uh, we've been lucky. We've been very lucky with comments. They they compare us to Bad Religion. It's like, Which, okay, fair cop, and I don't care. So, hey, 
some songs do really sound like bad religion. Yeah. They fucking do, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, somebody's got to pick up that torch at some point. I, that's how I look at it. I'm like, yeah, granted, not all of our shit sounds like bad religion, but a couple things. And we put out a video that was totally bad religion. Well, I mean, on purpose almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Because it was, it was, fuck it, I love bad religion. <laughs> it was sort of like, here's the idea for the video. And it's like, isn't it kind of like that? bad religion video it's like yeah it's like alright cool whatever cool. Yeah. <laughs> well they're not doing it anymore so alright punk news and those places will definitely remind you if you missed something they will remind you that you missed it though like yeah. if you were like that video is kind of like bad religion but you just totally forgot about it they will definitely not let you forget about <laughs> yeah. it they'll be like oh yeah you totally did that okay fair enough yeah totally did that but we're doing all, right. all that shit ourselves it's all fucking you know yeah like, you make all the videos yeah, yourself, I don't you? Yeah, I do all the videos, so it's just kind of... And I don't know how to make a fucking video. On a huge bankroll. Yeah, yeah a huge bankroll like of my wallet. Tens of dollars spent <laughs> on these videos. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Multiple it, tens of dollars. They still look good. Um, what was the one that had the guy ranting? I'm sorry. I, oh, I, at the I, end oh, of it? Not yeah, at the end yeah, of it. Yeah. That, that was pretty great. I forget what the guy was. Uh, what's his name? His name is... Um, I was like... I watched that today, and I was like, I gotta look up who this... Well, he's, he's funny because he's, he's not a commentator anymore. He left, um, uh, what was it, MSNBC? Or, yeah, it was yeah. MSNBC. Is it Cenk? Yeah. Yeah. I think it might have been. And he left, and now he just lives on, like, a farm. Oh. And they, I remember they went back and interviewed him, and he was like, fuck all of you, get away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, yes! <laughs> that guy. But he was right, man. Nice, he was fucking spot on. And Right on. We, yeah. uh, he, he just... We, I remember a, a buddy of ours... Uh, our, Grimmer, he uh, he sent me that, and he was like, "You got to put this in your video." And I was like, "I'll just put it straight verbatim at the end of it." Because and it was great. Because I watched, I've seen it before, but I watched it again today, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, I fucking love that guy." He embodied everything right. we had been talking about for the past couple of years. Right. Um, right on time. So we're at about thirty-nine minutes. Let me let me start wrapping things up. Holy Yawn. shit, that's gonna be yeah. boring. Yeah. No, no, no. I think this is fun. <laughs> I think we're gonna get a lot of emails about how much people enjoyed this while working their bullshit day jobs and wishing they were doing what we're doing. Well, here's hoping. Um, Jan. Yes. You kind of write for DiningScene.com, right? Yeah, I do. Um, I do the occasional article and I review records on on occasion. Well, the occasional article is what I want to talk about real quick. Okay. You did uh, 13 common sense guidelines for a b- playing in a punk band. I did. Yes, I did write that. I, I interviewed uh, Tom May from the Menzingers last week, uh-huh. and he brought it up. He was like, I don't know who wrote it. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> oh, but holy that's, shit, that's that cool. thing was perfect. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, awesome. that's, that's the best compliment I got so far on that. So. And uh, that's <laughs> really, uh, and and like um, so many dudes, that's like awesome. the music venue I worked at in Colorado Springs, they every all the metal dudes were like man this guy's right on the money he's got it down (laughs) he knows what the fuck is going on um i do think you missed a missed a slight opportunity by not having a tagline written by yawn from the shell corporation look at this website right here yeah i totally and i might have ruined it though i blew it and i i you know and i i can i could still go back and edit it and put the byline in but that's good I, yeah, whatever. But then you know. that, that just now the cheapens. cool kids know who did it, so whatever. It just cheapens <laughs> it though, because it, you made it. You were writing a fucking statement. You were writing a promo for a fucking band. Right. Yeah, yeah right, I was right. writing you know a promo I mean? to other aspiring musicians. You actually like were it. saying like, as I read it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! This I is mean, how you behave." I, so, I, yeah. I, I, I tour, quote unquote, tour manage bands and run worked in venues, run venues, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this is right." Oh, you know, print it what, out. What's what spawned that? 
Um, you don't mind me asking real quick before uh, we get well, to the end of Well, to be perfectly honest, I, I had a lot of rants written. <laughs> and Dave's like, oh, give me something better. Give me something more like BuzzFeedy, you know, like a point list. And so I, I'm like, well, I, what do I know? I write what I know. I'm like, oh, well, I know about being in a band. So, and I know all these rules that are so commonly broken that people just don't get. And so, yeah, just that's that was it. It seemed like something that needed to be said. Yeah. And that if, if you could write it in a way that was kind of anonymous, that people could read it and go, oh, yeah, I totally knew that all along. Right. It's all sure. common courtesy shit, too. Yeah. It's all common sense. But well, you'd be courtesy. surprised how right. often it doesn't happen. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for writing that. And hopefully these dumbass kids are out there listening to it. They will. Or I mean, reading I, it, not I was that dumbass kid. You know, yeah. I, it's not like I, I was born knowing this stuff. I, I was lucky, lucky enough to be in a band with some older, more seasoned musicians and who really kicked my ass and showed me the ropes and, and told me yeah. like this is how it is and so that's where most of that yeah. comes from has, has any of that changed on that list? no not a damn thing good no, it's all the same anything you want to add to it? Um, especially on like the what I did the leave, middle of I did leave something out um, something about nah I don't remember what it, it was. doesn't matter it's all there, good. Was, there was one important point left out but whatever fill in the blank yeah. Ooh. I mean, uh, it all comes down to just don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah, don't like, be a dick. Yeah. Like, don't just walk oh. away from your equipment when you finish playing. Like, <laughs> fucking pack your shit up, dude. That that was one thing. I, I skimmed it today for the first time in a while. Uh, I just skimmed it, and I was like, there's nothing thing about just being a nice guy. Right. I think that was missing, but I think that's the whole thing well, is that's, just being it's nice It's implied, yeah. yeah right, right. I mean, every rule on there is like, don't be a dick. So. That's always been the beauty of the punk scene, too, and I think that's what attracted me to the punk scene in the first place, was that there was a community of people who were like-minded and didn't, like, they actually felt like they looked out for each other in a certain sense, yeah. you know? And looking out for each other goes to such small degrees as just, like... God needs to change his tire. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just like promoting the other band on stage like that's playing next kind of like little tiny shit that just makes you feel like oh, stick around for that band we're, yeah. we're all in this together like, introduce yourself yeah no one's gonna make a fucking million dollars here so let's just all just fucking be like cool to each other right well so by the time this airs you guys I think this tour will be over but what do you guys got going on next what's what's happening Another what's tour. on this Mandrake more, tour more touring, more touring. <laughs> um uh, we're going to actually our, our, our last show on this tour is I figured it out today it was our 200th show as a band and then uh, we're off for a month and our drummer Jake is getting married correct and uh, people are traveling to different parts of the world taking a little break and then we're right back at it at the beginning of May we're right back we'll be back at the marquee here in Denver and then who's a fest and then uh, yeah traveling out east to are you Pisa. guys playing with that uh, marquee are you guys headlining no oh. definitely not the marquee yet yeah, it's coming. Um, <laughs> I believe it's uh, Bold Type is the okay, headliner. Okay, they're good. They're oh, local cool. band. And, uh, yeah, really. and All That Helter will be on the bill, and our buddies Stabbed in Back from New Mexico. Oh, yeah, I love those dudes, yeah, too. fantastic band. Yeah. yeah, those guys are great. So that'll be then, and then we're he- yeah, headed out to play Montreal, Pusa Fest, and then down to Florida and back west. So. Cool. Well, uh, I, I add this into every interview. If you guys ever need a tour manager, I tour manage a bunch of bands. <laughs> okay. Always down to go. Always down to go. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'll take that all right as a yes. I'm we'll, going on the we'll next keep tour. keep that in May. mind. All right. As soon I'll as take, we start making enough money on. to pay a man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. That, <laughs> That's well, the hard part. Because I'm not there asking anyone to volunteer. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, our friend Eamon toured with you guys. So. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. free. For free. For free. Actually, no, I paid him 100 bucks to tattoo his butt. That's true. 
This is true. So he made a hundred dollars that tour. He made a hundred dollars in that tour, and but he, he also paid has a, with his ass. Literally the worst tattoo of all time: a free-handed, happy-faced Frenchman that it I tattooed. Kind of like kinda looks like a dick yeah. that I've tattooed on his butt. That's yeah. That's, that's the that's whole all story. That. So ask Eamon about it. So he came back hundred dollars richer. And that's Eamon, who used to be in uh, what the fuck Anchor is Point. Anchor Point. Yeah. And AKA, now he's in. Oh, don't, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't remember either, and he's a good friend of mine. Uh, AKA Newton Mayhem on yeah, Facebook. Newton Mayhem. Uh, I don't fucking know. Anything else you guys want to throw out there before we uh, end this and go into the warmth? Because it's fucking cold. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to go in the warmth of the bar. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. That, yeah, this, this is, is a fun This is really fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's go inside. All right. Well, thank you to Jan and Curtis for hanging out and chatting with me. And how mind-blowing is it that uh, Curtis, a.k.a. Cobra, was in a Wilhelm scream or whatever the hell he said, Schmilsheim scream. Uh, one of the first interviews I did that I said, hey, you know what? I think I could turn this into a, like an MP3 audio thing. Throw it up on MySpace on the Mostly Harmless magazine MySpace page nine years ago. Interview was nine years ago. It's hard to believe that we've been doing this this long. Well, I've been doing interviews for that long and longer even. Uh, and it's just funny to come full circle and run back into that guy. I gave him a copy of Mostly Harmless magazine that night and uh, after this interview. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty trippy, pretty small world that we live in here. And I'm very fortunate to be a part of it. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, if this is your first visit to Mostly Harmless Podcast, please visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Check out some of our back issues. Uh, I've got interviews up with uh, Chuck Reagan from Hot Water Music. I've got Brendan Kelly from Lawrence Arms. I've got Neil Hennessy from Lawrence Arms with Isaac Thorts of The Arrivals in one whole episode. Uh, I've got The Bouncing Souls, The Menzingers, and we got so much more coming for the rest of this year. Thank you for tuning in. Please like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a little iTunes loving. Love to hear what you think. Um... And again, thanks to the Shell Corporation, one of my favorite interviews, probably my favorite interview I've done so far this year. Thanks for just being rad, cool dudes, sitting down and chatting with me. And uh, I, I look forward to doing it more in the future. These dudes will be back in May, back in Denver. You better be there. I'll be there. Let's party. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and end this uh, episode with another track from uh, Mandrake, Shell Corporation's newest album, out now on Solidary Records. And Paper and Plastic. It's the first song on the record. You can't go wrong with the first song. And it, uh, I should have played it first in the episode, but, you know, what was I thinking? Oh, wait, I'm not thinking. Thanks to the Death of Witch Coffee for keeping me awake. Um, this is Appetite for Distraction, Shell Corporation, Mandrake, out now on Paper and Plastic. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you in the funny pages. Don't feel good, but you're not a... Watch TV and take